hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. And here we go. Line ball to start this game. Jeremy Loblotsky and John Morassi teeing off on one another. The Toporowski is just pounding away at Robinson. These, we said Toporowski, this is the guy who set a Western Hockey League record for 505 penalty minutes. Well, it's called like it is. Toporowski's a boon. Getting closer. He reaches in a right right back. He's not that Griffin. He's just fought. Stu Griffin. Oh, my goodness. Scott Parker for the KO of Stu Griffin. He- this is one of the best hockey fights we have seen in a long time. Bush tells the linesman, get the heck out of my kitchen. All right, Dexter. He absolutely decked Jim Crate with a wild right. Bashir staggered by a big left hand. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to episode number 67 of the Five for Fighting podcast. My name is Alec, your host, and this is the show where we focus on the players who dropped the gloves and the fans who enjoyed watching them do it. Today's episode is going to be a little bit of a change in pace. Um, It's going to be a little bit of a more serious episode. I wanted to wait till things came out about the incident that occurred between Jacob Panetta and, of course, Jordan Subban. I'm sure many of you have heard about it. Uh, Many of you have seen the videos and maybe read the statements. If not, I'm going to fill you in on everything that kind of happened. Excuse me, but before we get into the episode, of course, I got to mention that Five for Fighting is a proud member of Six Pack Media Group, and they are a up-and-coming media media coverage group that covers multiple different aspects from sports, fitness, health, uh, traveling, uh, collegiate, uh, like following so things that go on on campus and colleges so um, I'm very proud to be a member of their network and look forward to seeing what the future holds you can get your fix for a bunch of different things as I just mentioned sports food travel um, health it doesn't matter uh, sports betting uh, they, they got a topic for you whether it's on their website and um, in a writing or it's a podcast form such as myself or other podcasts out there um, there's a there's a taste for everybody so I encourage you to go back and check out Six Pack Coverage. Their link will be in the uh, description to this video and to the uh, podcast. Of course, as you know, I just recently started recording my podcast while I do, while I, uh, you know, instead of just audio format, we got a video format now. So that's where I'll be coming from Um, with that when I say video. And of course, I encourage you to check out the other Enforcer podcast out there. My good friends, Darren over at the Fourth Line Voice. My last episode was just with him. We just recently covered every NHL team's best tough guy in their franchise history. Had a lot of fun doing that. We had uh, went on for like two hours about it, and it was a lot of fun. Sat there, drank some whiskey. He, had, he drank some beers. It was a good time. So I encourage folks to go check that out. Um, and of course, we also covered, um, or excuse me, as I'm losing train of thought here. It was a long day at work, folks. I apologize. Uh, and of course, I encourage you to check out his YouTube channel. So I was going to say he covers fights. Um, he covers uh, many fights from the WHA, NHL, LNH, uh, a bunch of different leagues. They're all up there on Darren's YouTube channel. So I encourage you to check out Fourth Line Voice YouTube. And I encourage you to check out also Joe Lazito over at the Coliseum Chronicles, the penalty box. Joe Lazito does a phenomenal job covering Islanders tough guys, whether they're in their farm team, whether um, they played in the actual big club with the Islanders. He does a phenomenal job covering tough guys who have been in that system. Uh, like I said, 
said, whether it's minors or the actual Islanders themselves, and even dabbled a little bit into the lacrosse league up there, the the Long Island Riptide, New York Riptide, I forget what it is, I apologize, but I know he just did an episode covering a tribute to Clark Gillies, which I wasn't able to get to today at work, unfortunately, but I plan on getting that, getting to that tomorrow. Of course, as we all know, Clark Gillies just recently passed away, which is very unfortunate. One of the toughest dudes to ever lace up the skates, so I encourage you to go check out Joe Lazito over at the Coliseum Chronicles, the penalty box. So, um, you know, there's my intros. Normally, I make them a little bit longer, but I want to jump right into this. I want to start by saying, first and foremost, that, of course, um, any racism in any form is not should not be condoned no matter what the fact that we're still in 2022 is that you know, what 2022 now jesus hell 21 or excuse me 2021 flew right by 2022 now and we're still dealing with racism sometimes um it's it's insane to me i i don't know how how it's still a thing at this point and it's disgusting so i want to start by saying of course no i i don't condone any of that by any means um i do however see both sides of the fence with this incident which i will get into um so uh, off the rip there, I wanted to start by saying that. So if you don't know what happened, um, I'll fill you in basically. So Jacob Panetta, a player for the Jacksonville Iceman, uh, played a game against the South Carolina Stingrays, the team of Jordan Subban, who, as you know, is one of the brothers of NHLer PK Subban. So basically it was in overtime and they kind of got into a scrum in the corner and, uh, you know, there was got separated by the linesman. And they were skating away. I might be able to pull it up here. Let me see. Um, that'd probably be easier just to give a better representation of that. Um, but he made a gesture, which he said is a tough guy gesture. But Jordan Subban looked at it as a racial gesture. Um, if you could tell by the video here, uh, I'm sure you could still see me because I'm, I'm on YouTube now. But he kind of did like one of, one of these almost. And I see both sides of the fence of how you could definitely interpret it. So let me just pull this up. Um, I'm not going to have any of the audio. The audio, some people said they heard the N-word in the uh, in the crowd, but I personally didn't hear that at all. Um, let me see if I could find the video. Here we go. Let me. I'll just mute it. Um, well, I'll, I'll keep it really low here. But I personally didn't hear the N-word in, in this video, so that's just my take on it. Let me go back to Zoom here and share the screen. So um, here we go. So here we are now. So this is um, Jacob Panetta, and it says racist taunt towards Jordan Subban, ECHL. So here we go. So they're in the corner here. They get kind of separated by the linesman. Um, tell me, I personally couldn't hear the, the N-word said in this video. Um, so you see kind of you know, Subban shaking his gloves a little bit. Then Jacob Panetta goes over and kind of does, does that pose. And Jordan Subban took that as a, you know, it might have been, for lack of a better term, a monkey pose, which has unfortunately has been used in the past for um, players of color. And, of course, obviously it's a racist, racial gesture for sure. There's no ifs, ands, or buts uh, about what a monkey pose is towards a player of color. So, and it kind of goes in here. J um, Jacob Panetta is getting there. He's kind of held up by the linesman. And former podcast guest Nico Blashman jumps off the bench to defend his teammate and really starts giving it to Jacob Panetta there. And everybody's kind of into it. So that's pretty much the video. And I know folks listening to the audio form, that's the only really video I'm going to provide. So you won't have to worry about following along. So I'll stop the share here. Um, but basically, that's the video. So you kind of saw the gesture he made where it's... Uh, it, it's tough to see because it's such a grainy video. And, of course, you don't know if there was stuff said on the ice. Um, but at the time, 
uh, the, the call on the ice for the box score was a racial gesture. So uh, that looked very bad. And, you know, later on, everybody started coming out. And then uh, Jacksonville had said there was a racial – or not Jacksonville. Um, they released a really shitty statement first, kind of basically like, oh, you don't know what happened. Um, but later on, South Carolina released a statement basically saying um, – what happened and a bunch of other teams followed in suit saying that they're uh, of course staying with Jordan Subban. Um, and I will be completely honest. I'm guilty of it. I was, um, I was one of the first person, first persons, first people to come out with the video. As you know, I follow a bunch of ECHL games. I post fight videos regularly every day. Uh, well, every game day, I should say not every day of ECHL fights. And I was, I, as soon as I heard about it, somebody had messaged me cause they know I record, or excuse me, they know I upload ECHL fights. So, um, I was like, Holy shit, let me see this. And it was on, um, Nico's team, of course. So I was definitely interested cause I saw Blatchman got a, um, you know, a, a misconduct and he was involved coming off the bench. He got an automatic five games for it. Nothing more. So I want to apologize cause I did put racial incident and I, I, I went against my own beliefs here and everybody's innocent until proven guilty. I'm not saying that I condone racism. That's not what I'm saying at all. I want to get that, you know, squared away here off the bat. That's, I, I can't, you know, that's why I said I don't condone racism at all in any form um, off the hop here on the podcast. But I came out and I kind of, I deleted my videos after that because I was kind of in the boat. I, I almost jumped to the conclusions too. So I want to apologize for that. And I know somebody had said, you know, well, you're kind of promoting uh, that he's automatically guilty. And at first I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, clearly it was a, a, you know, a monkey gesture or whatever, you know, with his hands like this. Um, so I, I do apologize. And then after kind of reading into it a bit more, hearing Panetta's statement, hearing the player's statement from the Jacksonville Iceman, um, you know, it, it, I, I see both sides of the fence now. So I changed the title of it. I initially put racial incident, um, on the video, my, my video ended up taking off. I, I don't know how many views it has now. Uh, of course, once it came out and everybody kind of flocked to the video and I, and it's sad though, because I did have to stop comments on that video. I had to, um, that's YouTube being funny on my phone here. Uh, I had to turn off the comments because believe me, there's still some ignorant shit said, regardless of if that, if that was racial or not, there's still some ignorant fucking comments and the goofs on there on the internet are just absolutely insane. We had people like asking what my like what my beliefs were. I, I don't talk politics on here at all. I, know, I I talk politics with very few people. I was raised that you know politics are something you don't talk about uh, to anybody. Politics, religion, and money were the three things you just don't talk about with people. So let me see how many views we're at here. Sorry, I got a, I actually uploaded a bunch of fights the other night. I encourage you to go check that out. So it's got about a hundred hundred and twenty thousand views in eight days is what it's at now. So um, in an eight day span, it's been about a week now. Um. And there was a lot, and normally I don't cover incidents like this because it's not, I, I, I like to keep this podcast away from politics. Um, cause in this incident, you get the, like I said, the idiots come out and on the comment section, you had the crazy far left, you had the crazy far right. And then there could be no middle ground anymore. It seems like if, if you're, if you're in the middle ground, it seems like you're an asshole and you know, wh whatever the case is. And somebody was asking me about it. Well, if it was a white person that this happened to blah, blah, I don't condone racism of any kind. I don't give a fuck if you're white, black, Hispanic, Asian, doesn't matter. Whatever you are, racism of any form is racism. I, I, it doesn't have to be strictly towards um, a black person to be racist. It could be against white, 
Asian, Hispanic, doesn't matter. There's absolutely no fucking place for racism in this world. Um, a lot of people I served with in the military were people of color. So besides myself being white, you know, I had black people, Asian people. I had a guy from, he literally got nationalized from Burma. Uh, he earned his citizenship in the U.S. from doing that, uh, signing up with the military and the Marine Corps. Um, Hispanic people, doesn't matter. I, I serve with people of all kinds. Um, and so I, racism for me, it's just silly because all of us bleed the same color and we were all willing to take a bullet for each other at that time when we were supposed to go to Syria, which never ended up happening, thankfully. So racism is just silly to me. But um, like I said, I had to, to turn commenting off because you got so many people on there, just idiots. And people are calling it the juicy schmule incident, which is, you know, I think he actually just that, that guy just got um, uh, sentenced because he, he faked a racial racial incident. Now, in the heat of the moment, here's where I see Jordan Stuban's side. Um, in the heat of the moment, you know, you see that gesture, and it's it, it does kind of happen. And, and you could definitely see where it might have been a racial gesture to uh, Jordan Stuban. Because heat of the moment, you see that, and you're mocking a player. Um, yeah, it kind of looks bad. And I, like I said, I was guilty of looking. I was like, holy fuck, that's like, you know, he deserved to get his ass beat for it. So... Um, and that being said, a racial incident just happened in the AHL the week prior. Um, I, I forget his, how to pronounce his last name, but I think it's Boku Imama, I think, um, which he's had two racial incidents, excuse me, incidents happen to him now, which is just fucking sickening. Um, but so, literally the week prior, and that was one of Nico Blatchman's former teammates um, with, I think it was St. John's with the Sea Dogs out in the uh, the Quebec Major Junior League. So it definitely still happens. It's not like, you know, this isn't, and it's sad that it still happens. It shouldn't happen. But this isn't like, you know, out of the blue it happens. So, you know, I'm sure people were already hot and tensions may have been higher from that because you're like, holy fuck, this is 2022. And this dude just had, I believe it was a banana gesture made to him or um, you know, where you kind of peel the banana that happened last season to a, a somebody, somebody in Europe. And I don't know how that guy wasn't swallowing his fucking teeth after that, because everybody on that team should have come, come after him and, uh, jump the fuck out of him for doing that dumb shit. So, um, there, there's that aspect of it. And then at the same side with Panetta, you kind of see it and he's, he showed video evidence of him doing it before where he kind of does that, that tough guy pose. And I'm sorry, I keep doing the pose, but, um, like I said, for, for the video, you know, um, a video part of the show I you know I'm kind of pantomiming it over here so um that you know that happens a lot in hockey we saw it with Tom Wilson I think last year against the Rangers he's in the penalty box uh he's got no tarp on kind of doing it to the Rangers so you see that too and um you know I I I I was like I said I was guilty of coming out and saying it was racist off the rip which I shouldn't have and I I waited and I wanted to wait till uh, talk about this incident until after statements have been released from players and everything like that. So um, I have the statements here. A statement was made by Jacob Panetta. A statement was made by the ECHL. And a statement was made by the Jacksonville Iceman. So there's going to be a lot of reading here. I do apologize. So before the um, before Jacob Panetta came out with a statement, it was under investigation. He was cut from Jacksonville immediately. Um, and then the ECHL announced his suspension. And this is from the official ECHL news um one sec here my phone's being a little funny so it says <clears throat> echl announces suspension the echl announced on thursday that jacksonville iceman forward jacob panetta has has been suspended for the remainder of the 2021-22 season in parentheses 38 games as a result of a racial gesture during the echl game number 474 uh, south carolina at jacksonville on january 22nd Mr. Panetta will have a conditional opportunity to apply for, excuse me, 
to apply to the ECHL for reduction of the suspension and reinstatement of after March 17th, 2022, pending successful completion of a learning experience conducted in conjunction with the National Hockey League's Player Inclusion Committee. And then um, this is a quote from the commissioner, uh, Ryan Ryan Krelin, however you prefer to say it. Insensitive actions and gestures, regardless of intent, cannot be tolerated in our game, said ECHL Commissioner uh, Ryan Creelan. We all need to learn and grow from this incident and remain steadfast to further educating and advancing our commitment to diversity, uh, equity, and inclusion throughout our league. So that was what the ECHL came out, and so they suspended Panetta for the remainder of the season, though he was already cut from Jacksonville. I think it might have been either that evening or the very next day. So that was the statement, and the the weird part for me about that statement, and again here, is this um, insensitive actions or gestures regardless of intent cannot be tolerated in our game. So re- the part that got me there was regardless of intent. So basically that's saying even though it might have been a tough guy pose, we can't tolerate it. Well, that's been going on in hockey for years. So that part really kind of – it was weird uh, for me to kind of read that part. It, it, it confused me, and I don't know if people felt the same who have kind of been following up with this. And then after that, Jacob Panetta came out with a statement, and he said um, – I am disappointed with the ruling of the commissioner of the ECHL, while at the same time, I know my action caused pain to Jordan and his family, and for that, I am deeply sorry. I feel sick that I made Jordan feel attacked because of his race. That's not who I am. That was not my intent and is not my character. As the league determined, although my tough guy, in parentheses, gesture made towards Jordan Subban was not racist in intent, I acknowledge that it was perceived as such. I believe that racism has no place in society and it has no place in hockey. I will use my time away from the game. I love to do everything I can to help in the healing process and learn how to become a better ally. As the commissioner also noted in his ruling, we all need to do a better job, or excuse me, we all need to do better understanding the insensitive insensitivities, excuse me, understand the sensitivities and context of our actions. I look forward to completing the National Hockey League's Player Inclusion Committee in a player inclusion committees, learning experience, and education program through education to help better understand racism and unconscious bias. I hope I can be a better person, which will help me also be a better player. So I, and when Jacob Panetta did come out and do a video, um, a video like explanation and kind of his side of everything. And I get people saying it, was it prepared? Yes, it was. But with, with, a an incident with the magnitude of this, I, I I don't get why you wouldn't want to prepare a statement because you don't want to be bumbling over your words. I have a hard enough time reading in general anyways. <laughs> so um, I don't understand why you wouldn't want to have a written statement ready. And it's not like he's got the PR like an NHL player does. He doesn't have a crazy big wig agent or anything like that. So, um, so I, I kind of don't think – I'm pretty sure it all came from Jacob Panetta himself. Uh, maybe with the help of a little bit of people just to say how to word it better. But I don't think that um, it was intentionally be like, oh, it's just a written PR stunt. Yeah, here you go, whatever. Uh, I think it was genuine. But, you know, we'll never know. Like I said, there's always two sides to this story. And then there's the truth. There's Panetta's side, there's Subban's side, and then there's the truth. So there's three sides, excuse me. And then later on, Jacksonville came out with a statement. And this was from the players, and it says, official player statement. I apologize if I read some of this. Some of it's cut off. Um, actually, you know what? Let me go. I can go to a better picture of it, and I'll get it there because I think Jacob Panetta himself retweeted it because this came from Derek Lodermeyer of the uh, Jacksonville Iceman. And so it says, official player statement at the top. 
please let us take the time to shed light on the incident that occurred on Saturday, January 22nd, 2022, in a game between Jacksonville Icemen and South Carolina Stingrays of the ECHL. During overtime, on an on-ice occurrence between our teammate Jacob Panetta and South Carolina's Jordan Subban. The incident escalated as players of the Stingrays joined in on the altercation. We knew penalties were going to be given out for their actions, and we wanted the power player to try and win the game. In the heat of the moment, we did not realize the altercation had escalated as it did. Is also why we refrained from jumping on the ice in defense of Jacob. Excuse me. <clears throat> the perception in which Jacob's actions were taken by some were not in a way in which they were intended to be. We have seen Jacob do this many times before to those not of color, and can be seen doing it in our doing. Excuse me, doing so in our previous games. The way in which it has been, her, he has been harassed, shamed, and threatened is truly not okay for him or anyone. These perceived gestures do not reflect or depict our friend and teammate we have grown to admire and respect today. Jacob is a man of character filled with kindness, sincerity, and compassion for others, and we fully believe his actions were not racially motivated. Jacob has been portrayed and put into unimaginable, an unimaginable position by the league, media, or organization, as well as others. As a teammate and for those who know him, know the man deserves, does, excuse me, as a person does not deserve this. Please consider seeing both sides of the situation and the evidence that has been supported while understanding the severity and impact that has been brought to him and others. With that, we would like to express our empathy with Jordan Subban the Subban family, and those who have, may have been affected by these actions. We fully understand now, as well as others, how Jacob's actions could be perceived and how these actions have impacted so many across the world. For this, we are truly saddened and sorry for all the harm that has been caused. Excuse me, that it has caused. As we move forward, we need to recognize the challenges we face in society as well as the game of hockey. We are choosing to stand together in unity, and we want to extend our hand to help educate and support ending racism. We acknowledge that there is still a lot of work that needs to be done, and we are committed to helping and strive for equality. We hope the Subban family and others choose to see Jacob's actions as for what they really were and come together in solidarity, the players of the Jacksonville Iceman. So there you go. There's the statement from the players. That's all three statements. I apologize. I know it's a lot of reading, but I feel like it's important to cover them in order to kind of, you know, hear my side of it and, you know, what I perceive everything. So the the, the thing that gets me with, with this is I don't care if you're in overtime and you want to win the game. South Carolina is a bottom feeder team. And for Jacksonville to not really come off and help Panetta um, – that's a bit odd to me. That's what. That's the part that really, out of all this, I kind of don't get. Yeah, we want the power play, and that's kind of the mentality today is everybody wants the power play, um, even in the ECHO where I know it gets a little bit more crazy than the NHL because it's the minors and, you know, shit hits the fans sometimes. But that being said, that was what really struck me kind of funny with everything because, um, you know, at the time, I'm sure they didn't know what was, like they said, they didn't know what was going on until after. So if you didn't know what was going on, then why – would you have waited and not come to the support of your teammate? If you, if in that statement you said you truly, you know, you like him as a human and uh, know him as a great, great young man and blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, I'm just, you know, paraphrasing here. I don't mean to like, you know, shrug that off uh, as a, as a word on Panetta's um, character, 
But it's just that that's weird to me because I know Jacksonville used to have Travis Howe. They don't have Travis Howe anymore. Um, he was released by the team and still hasn't been signed, so I, I'm not sure what's going on there. But they still have some tough guys like Jacob Friend. I know Howard Chuck will mix it up. So it's it's weird to see them not come to his defense on the ice at that point. It was it was almost like a, oh fuck it whatever like we they might have seen his actions or seen his tough guy pose and thought it was racist and then they said fuck this we're not helping him because it might be racist. So that's the part that really it, it's odd to me and you know maybe maybe they were looking for a power play. I get it. Maybe they got the red light from the coach because you never know what's actually set on the bench and what goes on. Um, on the ice and I've had one person or I've had a couple people reach out to me saying, well, you don't know what was said on the ice and saying, of, of course, somewhere they got the inside scoop from an insider, blah, blah, blah. Um, that's all hearsay. I can't take that as, you know, Panetta called him the N word on the ice or something like that. Right. I, I that's all hearsay from uh, other fans. So I can't use that as definitive evidence in, in this incident. Um, you know, if he if it was and like I said, if it was racially motivated and he, you know, did that as an insult to Jordan Subban and, you know, the color of his skin, a thousand percent. He had everything coming to him. And he, I, I, if that was the case, I wish he'd get one more game to play against the South Carolina Stingrays and really let Nico and Jordan Subban get after him. But it just seems a little. Um, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't think. I don't know if I could 100 percent say it was it was a racial racially motivated incident. Um, at first I was saying it was, and now after just looking at more of the evidence and the player's statement coming out, like I said, although there was that, that funny little aspect with it where it's like, oh, well, we want the power play. Eh, I don't give a shit. If I see a teammate getting walloped like that, I'm going to fuck the power play. Um, and like I said, South Carolina, no disrespect to them as a team, but they're a bottom feeder team in the league. So, you know, you should have said, fuck it. We already got the point and go out there and defend your teammates. So that's the part about this that really is a bit odd to me. Um, now, uh, again, it's. It could be if it was perceived as racist, that's unfortunate. And if he was doing the tough guy pose, which, you know, he showed video that he's done before and it's been done multiple times in hockey. As I said, with Tom Wilson last year, that was a big one. Um, and I know people go to the, the the tweet that Tom Wilson had basically, you know, not condoning racism and saying that this is wrong and blah, blah, blah. Um, I get that. I, I get that. And of course, uh, you know, the kind of the background on that South Carolina is the feeder team. They're the affiliate of the Washington Capitals. So I get that part of it too. But, um, you know, oh, well, Tom Wilson said it was racist. Well, I, I don't know. So it's, I don't know. I keep saying I don't know because I really don't know. You're right. There's two, there's two incidents or the two things that strike me as, as odd is the, like I said, Jacksonville not really coming to the defense of the teammate, but then the ECHL also saying kind of like, uh, what was it? Re regardless of intent. Um, so it's almost like, that's almost to me saying like, it might not have been racist, but we still got a can you for it. And I, everybody's so quick to judge now. And that's the problem. And in today's society with cancel culture, uh, you know, and it happens for whatever, whatever reason, that's a big thing now with can it's cancel culture. So, Again, I was guilty of it at first. I said, you know what? Fuck this guy. It's racist as shit. And then I was like, well, let me, let me, I think it was like two days after I had the video up or maybe even just a day after, um, I took everything down and changed the title of the video, um, from racist incident to just have that because I wanted to hear everybody's side of the story because I knew more stuff would come out about it. I don't know what's ever going to happen to Jacob Panetta if he's ever going to play in the ECHL again. I'm curious if Jordan Subban, sorry for that lovely Windows update coming in to uh, ruin everybody's eardrums and ruin my speaking. Um, I don't know if Jacob Panetta will ever play hockey again in the ECHL or if he'll even play hockey again in Europe or whatever, but 
Um, fuck, I kind of lost my train of thought now that that update came out. Um, but if it is, it, it, and he absolutely didn't mean it racially, then it's unfortunate because his entire career has just been ruined um, off of going how, excuse me, accents were perceived, which uh, you can't really judge Jordan Subban for thinking it because I'm sure he's dealt with that shit his entire life. It's unfortunate, and I know P.K. Subban has talked about it, Anson Carter, George LaRock, all of them have kind of talked about the shit that they had to go through. And even in 2022, there's still shit going on. Like I said, there was the the incident last week in, in the ECHL, or not the ECHL, the um, the AHL. I shouldn't say last week. That's probably like two or three weeks ago now. Um so it still happens. So there's, I can see why Jordan would be would be quick to flip the trigger and get hot at it. There, he's. I'm sure he's dealt with it his entire life playing hockey. As we know, hockey uh, doesn't have many black players in it. It's just just how it goes. Um, so people don't like different, as it's been said. When you you know you just see somebody who's different, and is he really any different? No, he's another fucking human being. So what his skin is black? It doesn't fucking matter. He's a good <laughs> he's a good player. If you're in the ECHL, NHL, AHL. Regardless of your race, if you're fucking playing and getting paid for it, you're a good you're a good hockey player. So, um, I know people really quick to go on the side of it was completely racist because it has happened in the past with hockey, and I know people really quick to say you know uh, no, it was just a tough guy gesture. So we won't ever know. And I know I've kind of played devil's advocate playing both sides here, but I want to give you a perspective from someone who's kind of in the middle and not just one sided of it was racist or no, it was a tough guy gesture. I can see both sides of the fence here. So um, maybe tell me what you think, uh, leave a comment, uh, you know, message me, whatever the case is. I've spoken with multiple people about it. Um, and I've, I've kind of said, you know, I'm going to come out with an episode and I'm, I'm going to toe the line here on both sides. And I don't, I hope this doesn't ruffle any feathers with people. That's not my intent. I don't want people to say you're defending Panetta. You're a fucking racist. Um, and I don't want people to come out and say you're defending Subban. You want Panetta canceled because that's not it at all. Um, what I really hope happened was it was a tough guy gesture. It got misinterpreted, and I hope uh, somehow Jordan Subban and Jacob Panetta are able to, uh, you know, kind of squash everything and talk privately. I really hope that's what happens, and maybe Subban comes out, makes a statement, and says, "Hey, I apologize to Panetta. Um, it it's happened to me my whole life, so it got interpreted as something it wasn't. So I do apologize, and I hope Jacob Panetta and Jordan Subban are able to still play the game, and nothing nothing else comes of it. It was just an unfortunate incident, and like I said. This happens because people are fucking assholes. This happens because racism is still alive in 2022. So people who are racist, those are the people you need to fucking blame for this shit. So at the end of the day, is Jacob Panetta a racist? I don't know. Judging by his Twitter, his statement, I, I really, I don't think so. I generally don't think so. But you never know just because of their social media and stuff they like. It doesn't mean you still can't be a racist fucking asshole. So who knows? He could be. Um, was Jordan Subban quick to flip his, his trigger? Maybe. But at the same time, He's probably dealt with that his entire career. So um, he probably, you know, shit, you get sick and tired of it. It's it's 2022 and there's no fucking place for shit like that. So, um, you know, I'll cut it short here. And, you know, like I said, tell me what you think. Hopefully that makes sense to everybody. And I hope you, you understand where I'm coming from. And this isn't to try to ruffle feathers and uh, strike controversy and anything like that. That's not my intention here. I just want to kind of cover it from a middle ground aspect. So hopefully it makes sense with everybody. And hopefully we, uh, we can all move on from this incident and learn from it and learn, you know, like I said, if it wasn't racist, I hope people can learn how this could be interpreted as racist because it's happened to players their whole fucking lives and it's disgusting. So, um, like I said, best case scenario, it wasn't racist. Jordan Subban and Jacob Panetta um, squash everything and kind of come out and say, you know, hey, we, we, we fucked up and, 
you know, Jacob Panetta is actually a good guy. So hopefully that happens. And like I said, if it was a racial incident, then I hope Jacob Panetta never fucking plays another game. So that's just my take on it. My, my hot take we'll say, um, but you know, hopefully we can all learn from this as a society. Like I said, it's a shame that racism is still alive today. It's, I, I, I honestly don't understand how it can be, but, um, people are just fucking stupid. So anyways, guys, Thank you for tuning into the episode. Please go give the podcast a follow. Rate and review it. Ratings just came out on Spotify where you can recently give uh, however many stars you think. If you want to give me one star, if you want to give me five stars, doesn't matter. Please help uh, you know grow the show a bit here. Uh, I know this was a bit of a change of pace. I mostly cover I covered this because there was kind of a fight involved. You know, he, if you look at the video of Panetta, uh, he does have a black eye in it. So I think Nico stuck it to him pretty good. So, um, you know, if, if it wasn't racist, it's unfortunate. But if it was, he had everything he had uh, coming to him, like I said. But um, I encourage you to check out the podcast on social medias, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just search Five for Fighting Podcast. You'll find the podcast. Uh, give it a follow. Give it a, a like on Facebook. Um, you'll stay up to date. I post fight pictures, videos, everything like that. All the episodes are on there. Give Six Pack Media Coverage a subscription on or subscribe to them on YouTube. Not <laughs> give them a subscription like it's a fucking magazine. Subscribe to them on YouTube and you can help uh, help grow the show. That's where we're trying to make some revenue here and try to get sponsorships so you can uh, go down there and subscribe. And that's where this video we posted. This isn't posted on my channel. I, I do have it in a playlist on my YouTube channel. But as of right now, it's all posted on the six pack media coverage group. So I encourage you to go subscribe to them. And like I said, subscribe to the podcast YouTube if you want to stay up to date on all the ECHL fights, tilts, uh, any scrums and crazy shenanigans that go on. I post it all. Um, and I recently actually um, real quick here. If you have recorded any fights while you're at a game and you have an alternate angle of a fight, please send it my way. Um, I, my goal is to try to post as many angles of fights as I can. I just recently got in contact with the guy from Toledo today. Um, I believe his name is Robert. I'd have to double check. We talked earlier this morning. Uh, like I said, long day of work. So um, if, I apologize if I got his name wrong, but I want to say it's Robert. I'm 90% sure. Who just sent me a bunch of clips of alternate angles for the Toledo Walleye. So uh, looking forward to that. It's just a Mitchell Hurd and Cole Frazier fights. So if you have fights... Uh, recorded from games and you have alternate angles of them as the broadcast angle. Cause that's what I post. I post the broadcast angle and my drunk ass shouting and yelling at fights during the uh, Everblades games. Please send them to five for fighting 30 at gmail.com or reach out to me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You know, if you, if you follow the podcast on there, you can just shoot me a message and uh, I will post on YouTube. I give full credit to whoever posted and I thank them in the description. So, you know, your name will be mentioned. If you don't want to be named, I can do that too. doesn't matter, but I give full credit to whoever sent me the video. Uh, like that's what happened with Harry Roundtree out in the, uh, the Blatchman and Travis Howe pregame warmup shenanigans. That's how that video came about. He sent that to me and I was able to post it and it's got like almost like 3 million views or some shit like that on, on social media. It's insane. So, um, please do that. Check out the five for fighting podcast channel and I will see you guys in the next episode. Hope that clears everything up. And I hope I didn't offend anybody in this. That's not my intentions. Like I said, I just want to kind of cover the situation and give my thoughts on it. So thanks guys. I will see everybody in fight. the next episode. Have a good one, everybody. You got